Hi, this is Chuck at Lazarus Curry Podcast, Junction of Faith and Recovery, and this is episode 31, Life in the Spirit Seminar 1. What I'm going to do is I'm going to tell a little bit of a history of my journey into life in the Spirit. This is sort of an introduction to my history slash experience of what they would call life in the spirit. Originally, I got sober in 1974. Did did the spiritual AA thing, God as I understood him. And then a redhead come into my life and uh, she was part of the Jesus movement and uh, I chased her into a prayer meeting. And the prayer meeting was what they'd call the cynical. It was a Catholic charismatic prayer meeting in, in Brighton, in Massachusetts. I chased her into that. She was in AA, but she was doing this stuff, and I was completely fascinated by her, where she went, I went. And, you know, I was spiritually, I I was hungry, and I I chased her in her prayer meeting, and I was really, really, really impressed with the way it felt. And she she was praying, and she prayed that I'd get saved, the saved thing. Um, born again, you know, that precipitated a couple weeks of very, very difficult, tumultuous, life-changing stuff. I, 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 I went through what now know as sort of a salvation experience, what they define as that, and, I, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that because there's some at least from my experience, there's some parameters for that. When you talk about life in the spirit, it is, you check that box. If you're talking about life in the spirit, you, you sort of check the box. And, and I'll talk a little bit about coming into it and then also the, the thing they call the life in the spirit seminar, which is was a Catholic thing, but if you look at it, it has uh, sort of the basics, you know, the, the checklist of things that are important in getting to you a place where you're open for receiving the gifts of the Spirit. I've got to talk about the gifts of the Spirit and that whole thing because people I'm talking to are in faith and recovery. And that's a problem because that's a wide spectrum. Um, people in recovery are basically God as I understand them or any morph of that. Church people, they're not all Pentecostal. A lot of them are dead set against Pentecost and, and operating a spirit. It's important for me to go through the uh, what I consider from my experience is important points. Things that I would consider troubleshooting something and it's not working the way it's supposed to, you go through sort of a checklist. You check the inputs, you check the power supplies, check things, you make sure that the Navy was the Gazintas, the inputs were good. Then you check the outputs and see if it's doing what it's supposed to do. In this particular case, a lot of what I'm gonna talk about is the Gazintas, the the inputs, the, the foundation principles that make it conducive for the spirit to operate and 
That's sort of the way I'm going to do it. I was a technician. That's how I earned my living after the Navy. I was a technician in instrumentation, mostly research instrumentation. But it was Gesundheit and Gesaltes. It was, you know, what's wrong? And do I have all the inputs necessary to get the output? And what's wrong? Why aren't I getting the output I want? So this is a little bit, you know, an introduction to life in the spirit, but it's also like a a checklist of, from my experience, what it takes for individuals and groups of individuals to see a move of the spirit. And what what does that look like? You know, my definitions of what it is. So... Yeah, this is all my idea, not my experience, you know, and it's, you know, I've been, I've been sober for 48, 47, 48 years now, and I've been baptized in the Holy Ghost, saved and baptized in the Holy Ghost for 46 of those years, and I've been in Pentecost, Pentecost and evangelical churches all along, in various ones. I've seen a lot, um, some good, some bad. But that's why I want to talk about it. I want to, it's like a troubleshooting chart, you know, so that you know. You're saying, well, I'm in church and it's, it's what's, what's wrong? It's not, you know, and I'm also going to tell you my opinion of what, what moving in a church, moving in the spirit is and what it isn't. You know, you got to define what it is and what it isn't because there's a little bit of, stuff that says, oh, we're moving in the spirit, when actually you're just moving and, you know, and a bunch of stuff. And I want to talk about that. So, you know, I, th- I think you know, a lot of people are going to be upset. But, you know, this is just my experience. Like in AA, it's your experience, strength, and hope. You can't shoot me from just telling you my experience and my opinions about things. And that's what this is going to be. This is, this is my opinions about how the spirit works. You know, it's but, I mean, it's for 46 years of opinions. That's sort of hard to match. So, and I've been in recovery and I've been sober for 48 years. I'm going to have to break it up in two or three podcasts. The first part is telling you the story, sort of the, uh, like the pre-story, you know, the foundation story like they do for, they did for Star Wars. They did the originals and then they did a, pre-story, the, uh, the early story, and they, they, they make movies like that. They do the, the pre-story. Well, this is the pre-story of my life in the spirit. This is probably starting getting sober and carrying on after sobriety and after a bunch of stuff. And it's going to, I'm basically going to tell in abbreviated form what my life in the spirit has been like. To start the ball rolling, um, like I said, I got sober in 74. At a certain point, about two years sober, I ran into, infatuated with this, this redheaded girl who came to the Brookline Young Peoples in Brookline in Massachusetts. It was a young people's meeting on Saturday night. Within, within a couple weeks of getting back into Boston, I was, I was pretty much made that my home meeting and, and a step meeting they had on Monday night there, the same church. So that was my home base for a lot of my early sobriety. And I still 
uh, visit once a year and talk on phone to a friend who got sober about the same time. You know, I consider him my junior, but he got sober like a month and a half, two months after I did. So I consider him junior, but you know, we're both 48 years sober. So can't really uh, look down on him too much. But I was I was madly in love and lust or whatever with this girl. Um, she, was, she was ditzy, she was redhead. She was, at that point, um, you know, little discombobulated but religious i for some reason that was like catnip to me i just i could not resist she was ditzy she's a little bit broken and she was religious i I was completely smitten and i chased her all over the place she was she was a christian and that didn't stop me it just sort of she started praying for me and i the beginning of this is an important part of it is and it'll probably be the major part of this podcast is the foundation of life in the spirit is a good salvation foundation do that you know you got to understand what the definition of salvation is Uh, because a lot of people think well they just don't know and i'll just tell you my definitions the sort of key points of a salvation experience, which was basically what I had. And it was pretty intense because I, you know, I just seen Jesus's, the original Jesus's Nazareth series, and I was, I was touched and I was moved. But, and I thought about it a little bit. I thought, you know, and she was praying for me to get saved. Accepting the story and getting saved, as I learned, were two different things. Listen to the story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, great, great. You know, Jesus lived. He was, he was a good guy, and then he died, and then the, the story said he rose again, and that was, that was it. That was the whole thing. That was a marvelous drama and everything like that. But it was, and I was moved by the story, by the movie and stuff like that. It was, I, I sort of realized that Jesus was important, but. You know, I didn't know anything about, it was like, yeah, I believe in the story. And that was like, yeah, that should be it. That should, and some people would say, that's it. That's it. That's all you need. And it, it, there's scriptural basis for that. Believe in your heart, Jesus Christ was, you know, rose from the dead. You'll be saved. That's not exactly the way it went um, for me. Yeah, I started to believe and come to a realization that the story in the movie was actually true. Um, That there was a Jesus. He did live a good life, a seamless, perhaps sinless life. And he was convicted and crucified and died. The story went that he was resurrected. So I started to come to a realization that this was not only a really wicked good story, that there's a possibility that it was absolutely true. And that was impactful, and that is a very strong cornerstone of getting saved. I came to believe that he was real, he lived, 
a sinless life, but we not push that too far, but that he was crucified, dead, buried, and resurrected. The bottom line is I came to start to understand or was impacted by the fact that perhaps that is true, which was very, very revolutionary to me because I realized that, well, if he died and he rose from the dead, that meant that he was, that he was, as I thought back then, oh my goodness, this Jesus is loose. He is not a hysterical dead person. He is a historical live person. And he has a certain amount of cred because he died and resurrected. So that meant that he was alive. He was, what he said about himself, you had to pay attention to. Um, But mostly it was like, oh my God, he's alive. I got to deal with this guy. You know, he has, by resurrecting, he has authority. He has backing. It was like, well, if God raised him from the dead, then he has, he has cred. You know, that I, I couldn't like dismiss the guys. Okay, great. He rose from the dead. Great. You know, kudos to you. And, you know, good. Let's move on. It was like I all of a sudden came to grips with the fact that this was a guy I had to deal with. This was a guy that I absolutely had to deal with. I couldn't escape the fact that he was somebody I had to pay attention to. Once I got to that point, I was uh, pretty, you know, there was a, some people say that's enough for salvation. Just acknowledging that he was, he rose, was dead, buried, resurrected, and you believe in that, and you're, you're saved. There's, a, there's another piece to it that is, I consider very important. That you not only believe that he was who he said he was, and that he had the power to resurrect him, that made him a person to be reckoned with. Confess with your lips, Jesus Christ is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him to death. Confess with your lips, Jesus Christ is Lord. Well, that was a that surprisingly was okay. Great, he rose from the dead. Great, awesome. That that's that's impressive. But. The, then the part was confess, confess him as Lord. Well, that would I could blow that off a little bit, but at that particular time in that particular place, God was working on me, and you know the the redhead was praying for me, and I was I didn't have much of a I had choices, but it was like I was cleanly aware as I went through those days that I believe that he rose from the dead. I believe he was loose. I believe he had authority over stuff, and he was a man to be reckoned with. But the thing that hung me up was, you know, confess with your mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord. I could blow it off and say, Lord, Lord, whatever, whatever. Yeah, 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 great. In in this particular case, the, the conviction, as we call it, was so strong on me that I realized that that was a key point. Am I willing to make him Lord of my life? In other words, am I willing to do and obey what he said? Uh, And I was keenly aware, everybody's keenly aware, 
that being a Christian is is is, is not the best thing for your 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 palette of choices about what you do with your life. You know, it restricts a lot. You know, I mean, in other words, my freedom to do anything I want to do with whoever I want to do it with in any way I want to do it and at whatever cost to the other person, you know, I was going to lose freedom. I was going to lose choice. That's a key part of salvation is you got to come and sort of die to yourself and die to the the choices you you know you come to Jesus you're sort of like you lose a lot of choices um, at least you lose them until you decide you just you want to just blow them off and do that but I understood at that point that this was choosing to be obedient to this guy that had all authority it was a three-day thing I mean I it was I, I felt like I was gonna die I was just like it was, it was warfare. I felt like armies were fighting over me. And finally, I just surrendered. And I say, okay, good. It's like signing, when I signed up for the Navy, oh crap, I don't want to do this. Don't have any choices, this and that, and everything like that. There's no place to go. So I had to go and sign. I had to surrender to the facts. Uh, this was the same way. I had to surrender to the facts that this this was something I had to do. This was something I had no choice to do. It wasn't like, oh, flutter, flutter, I'm, this is awesome. It was, this is, I'm accepting lordship of somebody that I don't know, just trusting that he's going to be a decent lord. And so that was the key part. That was the, those were the key. He lived a sinless life. He died. He was murdered and put in a tomb, dead and resurrected three days later by the power of God. And he. And it, the, I remember thinking, I accepted that. And then it was this massive understanding. Oh, crap. I, oh, crap. I'm going to be, uh, you know, I'm, I'm screwed. You know, I'm, you know, he's loose. And I just have to do this. So that was my salvation experience. And this is Chuck at Lazarus Recovery Podcast, the Junction of Face and Recovery. And this is episode 31. One of the key things about Born in the Spirit is a legitimate salvation experience. Thank you much. Bye-bye.